Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Finding and developing the right productive habits that will work for you requires a willingness to look inside yourself and a desire to shift your perspective. It's not always easy, but the results are worth it. Self-awareness and self-development will do far more for your productivity than any one platform or system out there claiming to be your next solution. I'm not saying not to use them. I think they're spectacular, and we'll get to that part. But first, you need to figure out you. Keep searching for who you are, why you want to be productive, and how you work best. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a productivity coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Join me as we explore ways to live a more proactive, positive life with episodes on productivity, self-awareness, mindset, entrepreneur life, habits and systems, simplicity, fun, and more. I understand overwhelm personally as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and as a caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm a productivity strategist and accountability coach helping fellow multi-passionate creatives reduce overwhelm, boost productivity, but all without the burnout and without sacrificing what they love. I use strengths, personality, and values as the drivers behind the systems and habits needed to be productive. The end game here is to do less, live more, and breathe easier. I know you've heard that before, but let's dig into how we can do that. Today, we're going to review why multi-passionates need a unique productivity strategy. I'm sharing the challenges specific to being a multi-passionate creative and why traditional approaches don't work. I'll bring you behind the scenes and show how I approach my strategy work with my proprietary five-part system. Using this approach has helped my clients find harmony, doing what they love with those they love. I welcome you to follow along and take some of these steps yourself. Then I encourage you to reach out to me for more support. In a society that celebrates and elevates specialization and single-minded dedication, multi-passionate creatives can feel out of place. But in reality, they stand out. Their unique blend, talents, and interests makes them some of the most creative and innovative people, and also potentially the busiest. That's why multi-passionates are sometimes referred to as multi-potentialites. That's when you have multiple specialties or serial entrepreneurs, because why have one business when you can have many? This level of creativity is to be applauded, and I do every single day, but I also know that it comes with challenges. Multi-passionates need to explore their many interests to be fulfilled and energized, which can actually help with being more productive, which is the whole point of what I do to help you understand how energizing that can be. But it's also Again, I need my husband to come in here to do Admiral Akbar and say, it's a trap. He does that so well. 
because we need to get things done and we need to stay healthy doing it. So unfortunately, traditional productivity approaches tend to be singular and linear, which isn't a good fit for us. How then can multi-passionates honor their many passions, achieve their goals, and avoid burnout when the approaches offered don't really apply? It's like having an outfit that doesn't fit quite right. You think it'll work, but it's scratchy and it doesn't sit right and it doesn't make you feel good. You're not going to show up your best. Same idea here. So the answer is customized productivity strategies, which is exactly what I do for my clients as well as how I personally boost my own productivity. In order to customize the approach, we need to understand the productivity challenges we face as multi-passionate creatives. We've got diverse interests and talents. We're not only passionate about many things, but really good at them too. In my episode on the benefits of being a jack-of-all-trades with my guest, Mike Montague, we explore how much multi-passionates bring to the table. There's a natural curiosity and enthusiasm. They're exceptional innovators and problem solvers. But when it comes to being productive, all these same strengths can also cause some challenges too. Let's go over them. The number one challenge, I think, is overwhelm. And that's like the number one reason why people come to me or say it is time for a productivity strategist. It is time for a coach. I need help. Well, because multi-passionates tend to juggle numerous projects simultaneously, they're even more susceptible to that overwhelm and burnout. Their eagerness to explore multiple interests can frequently result in spreading themselves too thin. Does that sound familiar? Their superpower of generating new ideas, so amazing, but can also be a distraction, a kind of mental clutter. Bright, shiny object syndrome is alive and well with us. So the irony here is that that very superpower that's so incredible can also be the cause of the problem. The next challenge is focus. I think that's a challenge for all of us, but here's the thing. Traditional productivity approaches emphasize single tasking and deep focus, which is absolutely on point. This is solid general productivity advice, but multi-passionate creatives may struggle with it because it's hard to commit to a single project for an extended period. Oh my gosh, just saying those words made me feel bored there for a moment. So it can feel like this type of approach is forcing you to suppress your other interests and limit what you do. And that is frustrating. This is like a vicious cycle, right? Because if you've ever been bored or frustrated or felt like you're not getting to do what you want or disrespected, you know how quickly that that frustration can make you tune out and lose focus. Next up, we have multitasking delays. Switching between different tasks and projects is proven to be a challenge. What we think of as multitasking is actually task switching. Now, it can be a challenge for many, and it has been studied so much. Not all the researchers agree on the results here, but more and more research is being done on the effects of task switching on productivity. So psychologists like David Meyer claim you can lose 40% of your productivity from switching a task just once. There are some others who counter that point that say in some instances it's much less. But here's the thing. We need to do basic math. So switching efficiently requires strong executive function and you can do it. 
So even if you are the sharpest shifter, that is not easy to say. Even if you can task switch with the best of them, you need to consider the sheer quantity of switching you will do as a multi-passionate. More and more projects means more and more switching. Even if you're really good, even if the loss is much less, it'll add up. Next up, we have a mindset. Yeah, that's a big one in productivity strategy that I think sometimes we forget about. So let's talk about what happens with multi-passionates. Society often expects individuals to specialize and excel in one field. Multi-passionate creatives may feel guilty that they don't or doubt their abilities when they can't conform to this kind of expectation. Has someone ever said to you, I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyhow. Why did you just pick one thing? Oh, it's like right to my heart. How does that make you feel? I mean, for me, it's always been hurtful. I've always felt like something was wrong with me. Let me tell you, this is not so. And the same goes for you. That kind of feedback is not helping us. It drains your energy and it leaves you feeling deflated. So we need to counteract that. Next up is limited tools. All the tools and advice that's out there are developed with a singular linear approach, leaving little room, if any, for extra jobs, extra hobbies, new ideas, anything beyond the standard structure. You see this especially with calendars and planners. Have you ever tried a planner only to find out it doesn't have near enough space to fit your life? So you give up on it. Have you done this many times like me and ended up dumping them partially used in a drawer? Do you have a planner collection too? It's a waste of time and money. And with a negative, unintentional, I'm sure, message to you that you don't fit. Not so. It's the other way around. Then there are limited techniques. Classic productivity methods like the Pomodoro technique are effective and you may even be able to use them. But here's the caution. If for some reason they don't work, it may be because for a multi-passionate, they are too rigid, stifling creative flow. And the flow state is where we are most productive. And I think it's one that creatives are most inclined toward. So the classic techniques often focus again on that linear approach to tasks without regard to energy or priority. They're designed for those with a singular focus, a singular goal, potentially leaving other interests unexplored and untapped. They can work, but they're limited. And sometimes when they don't work, again, you're in the situation where you're wondering what's wrong with you. To unlock the full potential of multi-passionate creatives, a unique productivity strategy is necessary. The areas I focus on when considering a personalized productivity strategy include self-awareness, energy management, and prioritizing. Within that, we look at your personality, strengths, and values. All of this information drives the decisions you make and the approaches you use to make them the most sustainable and the most effective. The reason I mention self-awareness first is because it all starts with you. It goes back to my very first episode on the podcast and my claim that your number one productivity tool is self-awareness. And you've probably heard me say this so many times if you've listened to other episodes. 
And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to listen to more and you'll hear it again because it's that important. When you're trying to become more of anything, organized, productive, healthier, better at whatever, it can be easy to take someone else's advice because they're convinced it will work for you. It worked for them, so why wouldn't it work for you? And you might also be so weary that it just feels easier to do what someone else suggested. You might get lucky and it'll work, but when it doesn't, all too often you think, again, what's wrong with me? No more. What is wrong is that you haven't found the thing that works for you yet. Finding and developing the right productive habits that will work for you requires a willingness to look inside yourself and a desire to shift your perspective. It's not always easy, but the results are worth it. Self-awareness and self-development will do far more for your productivity than any one platform or system out there claiming to be your next solution. I'm not saying not to use them. I think they're spectacular and we'll get to that part. But first, you need to figure out you. Keep searching for who you are, why you want to be productive, and how you work best. Part of knowing yourself includes understanding your energy levels, whether it's from day to day or seasonally. While time management is the term most often used, I prefer to focus on energy management. I mean, it's not really time we manage, it's ourselves within the time we have. And in managing ourselves, we need to leverage what fuels us. That's how we're going to get the most done and be the most efficient. When you take a closer look at your energy, you can better control how you show up. It's not just what you do, but when you do it and what you bring to the table when you do it. Consider what time of day are you most alert, especially for those complex tasks? What things energize you? And this is a big one for multi-passionate creatives, right? Because if doing multiple projects is what excites you, we need to make sure to include that in how you design your day. What things also, we talked about energize, what things do not, what suck the life out of you? That's important too. So we can know either to remove that or possibly move it to a place and then find a way to compensate for it or balance it out. Also consider your health. I mean, those with a chronic illness may have a different level of energy than others. Uh, You need to pace yourself. And that can be especially hard when you are so enthusiastic, when you are so creative and you want to do all the things. Sometimes it's a distinction between doing something sequentially versus simultaneously because you only have so much energy. You need to figure out the environments that feel most conducive for you and what makes a task feel most fun. All those things boost energy, boost productivity. Now, once you understand your personality, strengths, values, energy levels, now you can start putting together a truly personalized productivity strategy. To help my clients do this, I created a five-part system. As I go through them, I want you to consider elements of your life and you that you may have taken for granted or overlooked, not even considered as something that would connect to your productivity. This is the magic in how we do things here. This knowledge all helps build a strong foundation for that personalized approach And it makes it effective and sustainable, and that's what we want. 
The five parts include assessments, inventory of tasks and schedule, reviewing routines and habits, and identifying goals and gaps. And lastly, designing and implementing that personalized plan. Now, it may come as a surprise to you that the very first thing we do are assessments. I was just on a podcast interview where the host was almost confused by this, saying, you're a productivity strategist. Why are you starting with personality assessments? Okay, bear with me. There's a reason. Now, I share one of them as an example in episode 163, if you want to dig into this deeper. That's on the five personality traits that affect your productivity most, and I'll be doing more episodes on them. You can find them mentioned repeatedly. You can find an example of why this works and why it's important in my strategy call episodes where I coach a client in real time. Some examples of that are episode 73 with Stacey Kessler and an episode set with Lauren Yee, episodes 124 and 125. Now that one is especially good for you because she is a multi-passionate and it's about time blocking creatively for her. And in the first episode, I coach her through setting up the system. And then in the next episode, it's a follow-up, a kind of where are they now? 10 weeks later, she tells us what worked and what didn't. It's definitely a must listen. So check that out. So to find any of these episodes, the strategy call episodes, you can go to positivelyproductive.com slash podcast and type strategy call in the search bar. You can also scroll the episodes on your favorite podcast player on what you're listening to right now. Just go and look for titles that have strategy call in brackets at the beginning. Assessments aren't only personality based, by the way. There's also strengths and values and tendencies. The combination of these tell us so much about how you work. One example of many. Let's say you're an obliger, according to Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, and you rate high in extroversion. You may find yourself constantly doing for others and distracted by outside-driven busy work, neglecting your own needs and tasks. Right there tells me so much about how we can shift your approach to your day and to what you're doing to make you more productive and reduce that tendency to be overwhelmed and to burn out. So keep in mind, we're using all of this understanding not to judge, but to find the pitfalls and lean into the opportunities. Then we're on to parts two and three. Once we have a sense of you, we start a full inventory of what's on your to-do list, your schedule, and of course, what's in your brain that's triggering the overwhelm. We review your routines and habits and see how you're currently tackling what's in front of you, figuring out not only what's not working, which is you know, the main reason why we're working together, but also what is working because we want to celebrate that and build upon it. Now that we know what we're working with, we can head to part four, where we get clear on your goals and figure out the gaps between where you are now and where you want to go. What matters to you and what do you want to achieve? Are those goals realistic? If so, how do you achieve them? What kinds of systems will you need? If they're not realistic, how do we modify them to honor those passions and dreams while working within your limits? That's the magic of what we do right there. And I think one of the biggest reasons why a productivity strategist can be helpful to you. Sometimes it's not as obvious when you are close to the situation. 
part five is the design phase where it all comes together. Now we put what we know into an ideal schedule, a set of habits for you with systems and processes that make sense for you and support you in the direction you want to go. Now we implement, you try it out, and that includes course correcting, which is also why the accountability side of what I do is so valuable as well. What's most fun about custom designing like this is you get to mix and match in a way that feels exciting and doable. You feel encouraged and respected, which can't help but boost your productivity. If this approach sounds like something you want to explore, I encourage you to book a free discovery call with me so we can go over what's going on with you and to see if we're a good fit. Every call I've ever had has ended with the person feeling less stressed. So right there, it's worth your time. I welcome you to message me directly if you have questions or book that call. You can do this on my website at positivelyproductive.com slash connect. Remember when you're a multi-passionate, you possess a wealth of creativity and innovation. I know it can get you in trouble sometimes, but it's also a set of amazing superpowers that I want you to lean into as you adopt a unique productivity strategy meant just for you. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com resources.